everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Teddy. My name is Teddy Parsons, your host and continued agitator for the next 30 minutes or so. I am so happy that you are joining us today as we have Real Talk with Real People. I am excited to be joined by my special guest today, Kendra Schneider, the founder of Takeout Takeout LLC, which is located here in Lansing, Michigan. Good afternoon, Kendra. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good afternoon. Um, I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me. Most certainly. So, Kendra, can you please share with our listeners who you are and what we need to know about you? Okay. Um, my name is Kendra Schneider. I am a Lansing native, but I actually um, got my degree at the American University of Rome in international relations and global politics with a minor in international business. But then after that, I moved back to Lansing. I've worked a few odd jobs and I've decided working for somebody else isn't for me. So I decided to start Takeout Takeout. Thanks so much, Kendra. We're going to be sure to list all your contact information under today's episode narrative. Okay, so based on your intro, I am fascinated now. So you went from Rome to Lansing. Did I hear you correctly? Yep, from Lansing to Rome, back to Lansing. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's really fascinating. So, um, so Kendra, in, you know, in a previous email you had sent me, you stated Takeout Takeout LLC was created with a focus on taking the trash out of takeout. What does that mean exactly? That is correct. Um, that means that we are now offering reusable containers for your takeout items because what happens usually when we order out, a majority of the items get trashed or people try to recycle them, but our recycling system is so broken that most of them get landfilled anyway. And even though they are creating new greener products that can be composted, a lot of them need an industrial compost facility. And that also requires like constantly growing new resources too. And so I really think the best way to go forward is reusing what we have. And so that is how we take the trash out of takeout. And um, we also eliminate any supply chain problems. It helps small businesses save money because they're not constantly buying new products. That is amazing. I got to tell you, as you're saying that, I'm kind of looking and thinking about in my cupboards, I have probably <laughs> 300 uh, Chinese takeout containers, you know, the soup comes in and the long plastic things. I just cannot throw those away. Um, so let me ask, <laughs> since I just said that, what do I do with those? Um, is that like, what What would you say if someone like me said, do what do I do with all these containers? Should I offer those to someone? Do you have any idea what I could do with them? I mean, I know what you mean, because that's the other thing. I like save all the containers because some of them are pretty durable, but then there becomes a time where it's like, I need to take back my kitchen. <laughs> um, ideally, like assuming our recycling process is working okay, you should be able to rinse them out and recycle them. But every time I have, you know, stockpiled all my recyclables, like drove them all the way to Granger. The last time I went, I saw a lot of like contamination, meaning like stuff that shouldn't be in the bins in like the recycle um, collecting bins. And so I'm like, why am I even here? Because if there's too many contaminants, all that stuff gets landfilled. And it is so frustrating to, you know, think I 
I hoard all this stuff. I clean it. I stash it. It takes up space in my closet, in my basement, and in my car. And then I have to drive there. It's like hours of like my time and energy just to get there and be like, oh crap, this load probably isn't going to get recycled. So Kendra, that's fascinating. And now you've got my wheels turning. I'm going to make it my mission to find a church or uh, maybe a homeless shelter or some type of nonprofit that can use those. And if I do find those, I'm going to let you know that. Okay. So Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So thank you for sharing that. So why did you start Takeout Takeout? What was your inspiration? What what made you say, I need to do this? Um, It's really about creating accessibility. Um, One of the things I learned in Rome as I was living there for two years is, um, you know, there's problems like with recycling, but one of the main problems is also accessibility. I know parts of the city it's included in your like trash pickup, but a lot of the times you either have to pay for pickup or like I said, I don't have that at my apartment place. So I have to, you know, keep it in my closet and drive to Granger. And, you know, not everybody has a car. And so if we're going to do something about our trash problem, it really needs to be accessible and easy for everybody. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because I live here in Delhi Township and I believe there's 420 units here. And we do, not to my knowledge, uh, I know where I live, we have no recycling available. I don't mm-hmm. even know if Delhi Township has a recycling program. Uh, so probably something I should look into, but okay. So yeah. so is the services and goods you offer, are these only available for business use? Or could say someone like me, an individual, uh, personally use these and be part of your movement? Um, It's actually for both. So what my goal with Takeout Takeout is, is partnering with local businesses and restaurants. And so you can keep ordering from your favorite restaurant and you can request to rent one of our reusable containers. Oh, so you, if I, let's just say I went to a, a Asian place and asked, uh, and uh, is there a list available about where we can do that? Um, I'm currently only beta testing with one place right now because the reason why it's not more widespread like in states like California or New York is because Michigan hasn't adopted a newer food code yet. And so everything I'm doing right now is strictly on a volunteer basis with Abundance Cafe. Oh, okay. So then do you hope to offer that beyond Abundance Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had a meeting with the health department and until Michigan adopts a newer food code, I need to apply for a variance and they need to review the standard operating procedure just to review to make sure it's safe for everybody involved. And but like I said, right now, it's strictly volunteers. So we kind of, you know, we're we're still testing it. Well, and I'll just say, leave it to big government to slow down the process when you're trying to do a good thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. And, you know, we're going to make sure to, like I said, keep uh, uh, your information. We're going to put that on today's episode narrative. And when you do, you know, as you make movement with this, I hope you'll update us so we can also share that out. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I always do what I call light stalking. I get up in everyone's business on this podcast. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, just in full transparency. So, you know, as I went to your website, 
Uh, you state that cost, accessibility, and confusion about environmental claims are the main things that keep us off from investing in a sustainable future. Can you please expand on this some more? What does that mean in layman's terms for a dummy like me? All right, well, kind of what we talked about earlier, like with recycling pickup, or even sometimes when you buy like more eco-friendly products that, you know, have compostable packaging, or it's supposed to be better for your health, like they drive up the cost. And so, you know, it kind of is seen as a more affluent thing to be eco-friendly and health conscious, which I think is really messed up. Um, and again, like I mentioned, some of those stores, um, there's food deserts. We don't have refill stores, or like I said, some people don't even have cars to drive to recycling. Like so many people are left out of the conversation. And another confusing part is too, when somebody, like when a company states like, oh, this is like plant plastic, or we made this better by doing this. And like I said, we don't have industrial composters around here. So people are like, well, I guess it'll break down faster in the landfill. <laughs> so, But they're not really sure about it. And so it's like, should I spend extra money to buy this when I can't properly dispose of it? I guess it's better. I don't know. You know, it's interesting, Kendra, because when I was on your website looking at some of the pictures, I was curious, is there any thought to offering this um, to, say, families who uh, where they could purchase uh, these containers from you for school lunches? Is that has that ever been a thought that you had? Um, yes and no. Like people have mentioned it to me and everything, but uh, I don't know. Like everybody, there's already like reusable um school lunch stuff to, for people to bring their own lunch on the market. And technically you can bring in your own container to any restaurant. There's the, the food code allows that, but you know, I just you wanted to take out the hassle of you don't always have to lug something around or sometimes people forget. I just, like I said, the goal with this was to make it easy for everybody. And I don't know, I, I'll still think about offering to sell what I have to other people, but I kind of already think there's enough out there, so. Well, okay. I have to say, I learned something new today, Kendra. I did not know uh, that I could take, uh, you know, one of my 4,000 uh, containers that I've saved uh, <laughs> into a restaurant instead of getting, you know, they do the styrofoam, which absolutely infuriates me, you know. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> love that. So thank you for sharing that. Yep, you can. But like I said, it's just a challenge of remembering to do it. I know somebody who tries to keep containers in her car in case she goes out to eat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. See, another great tip I'm going to steal. <laughs> that is really great. Um, you know, and it's interesting because I'm thinking I have friends who bring in their uh, own salad dressing, which a lot of restaurants don't appreciate, but because they're <laughs> on a, a special chi-free or something keto diet. But so anyway. Right. Two great pieces of advice for our listeners. I love that. I'm going to start keeping those containers in my car. And then uh, I normally don't finish stuff at a restaurant. Oh, my gosh. See, now I'm all excited. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Now you don't have to ask for a box. <laughs> I don't. And I'll say, on your meal. <laughs> and I'll shame them and say, keep your awful styrofoam. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> okay. So, you know, kind of going back to the last question I just asked. 
How can someone or say an organization invest in a greener, more sustainable future? Where do you think they should start? Like, what would you tell someone if they said, we want to do a better job, what should we do? Um, a lot of the advice that I've seen in my zero waste groups, uh, they always tell people to do a trash inventory. Look through your trash and see what your biggest throwaway item is and start from there. Oh, that's a great idea because I am the person at work who digs through the trash and pulls out the plastic water bottles. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, so, yeah. okay, let's kind of, as we expand on that last question, what if someone wants their organization to be more sustainable with a focus on climate change, recycling, or maybe reducing their carbon footprint? How do they begin the conversation with their employer? Um, do you have any advice what this might look like? Ooh, <laughs> kind of depends on the employer. I feel like I've tried to raise a stink in a few places I've worked at. Um, it definitely starts with a conversation to your boss or supervisor and say, hey, I noticed that we have this problem. Um, I think it, when you have that conversation, it's probably more effective to come up with a solution to present as well, just because some people be like, yeah, I know, but we don't know of anything to fix it. But if you can identify the problem and identify a few options for a solution to present to your organization, I really think that they'd be likely to listen, especially if it's something cost-effective and that could save them money. You know, several years ago, um, you know, my background is in HR, <clears throat> excuse me, I work for a large company on the north side of Grand Rapids. And um, how I did it uh, is kind of what you said is, I knew our CEO, who is probably a multi-billionaire, um, mm -hmm. probably didn't give this much thought. So what I did is I got data and I used a website where we could plug in our recycling. And then it told us how many trees we saved, how much electricity we saved. And I presented that um, as a cost savings measure uh, to the CEO and he bought into it. So what do you think of that idea? I mean, I love it. And I think people are more likely to react to good news. I was listening to a TED talk the other day. It's like you can't always shame people into changing because that doesn't work. People like to see like where their efforts going. They like to see the benefits of stuff. So if you can present like some sort of positive impact, like, hey, by doing this, we reduced our carbon footprint by this much. And it gives you like the feel good energy to keep going. Yeah, I agree with you. And I also think if you can show the data, you know, and the data, mm -hmm. it could be the business case. Uh, if you show the data, I think you could get a lot of people involved, you know, and maybe it will uh, amp up your efforts. So great yeah. idea. Okay. So do you have any partnerships or collaborations outside the Lansing region? If not, is this something you would like to do? Um, as of right now, I do not. I've met with a few business owners, but we have nothing officially going on. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would definitely love to expand outside of the Lansing area and, you know, <laughs> really help the state of Michigan. I know there's been a lot of focus on like taking plastics out of oceans, which is great, but I really think we could also focus on taking plastics out of our Great Lakes. We all love our pure Michigan summers going to Lake Michigan. Let's protect that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great idea. 
Um, so, you know, Kendra, I was happy to see that you partnered with Jeremy Hurt from the Red Bike Delivery. Um, he also, as you know, he's one of your collection partners, but as you know, he um, is also um, has an element where he uh, tries to reduce his carbon footprint and a focus on being environmental. Mm -hmm. He was recently on the Real Talk with Teddy podcast, and we learned that um, through his work, he's doing the same thing, you know, like uh, through his delivery service and trying to be a little kinder to the environment. And so for our listeners, they can listen to this episode by visiting teddytalks.com. So how did you connect with Jeremy and uh, and why is that relationship so important? Um, I actually connected with Jeremy through Jerry at the Fledge. Uh, I originally didn't get into the Leap One and All program the first time I applied and they recommended going to Jerry. <laughs> and so I did. And Jerry gave me like these real life tasks to go do. And he's like, if you want to do this, you need to meet other business owners in the community and see what's going on, what's stopping them from doing more <laughs> and see if your idea is feasible. And so he gave me a few names and um, yeah, we both did a, the pitch competition one night, 99 problems. And then I was just like, oh, wait, Jerry said I was supposed to talk to you. And so I flagged him down and we had our meeting and we've been working together ever since. <laughs> That is awesome. And I'm going to give a shout out to my friend, Jerry, Jerry Norris at The Fledge. We love what The Fledge does. And Jerry has been on several episodes of the Real Talk podcast. So mm -hmm. awesome. And I like that. See, and that's one thing um, I'm happy to hear is that uh, those collaborations and, you know, working together, I think it's so important. So uh, kudos to you and Jeremy for doing that and to Jerry. So mm -hmm. Yeah, Kendra, what is your hope for the future of Takeout Takeout? Where do you see the organization in the next three to five years? Like if you could uh, have all your dreams met, what would those look like? Oh, <laughs> well, Michigan is going to update the food code for sure, because they were thinking about it pre-COVID. They just didn't circle back to it to allow reusables. And so everything I'm doing right now is like kind of like a field of dreams thing. Like if I build it, they will come. Um, I kind of have a gut feeling I'm going to be in the East Lansing Strip soon-ish because I had a friend work for the city of East Lansing and he said their trash rooms are at capacity and no more businesses can open, probably like on that little Grand River Strip. And so I'm over here thinking, oh no, whatever will you do? <laughs> so It's going to take some time, but I definitely see myself expanding to more restaurants in the Lansing area. Yeah, and um, so just to make sure I understand our listeners do. Um, so if I went into an organization that has your service, uh, what would someone do? Do they say, please make sure I'm using takeout takeouts containers? How does that work? Or what's the vision for that? So right now with our partner at Abundance Cafe and um, Erin, who owns that, she has updated her website. So when you order her food items, you can select the type of container you want. You oh. can choose single use or you can choose reusables. Oh, I love that. And then um, let's give Erin uh, Abundance Cafe a shout out. Where is Abundance Cafe? 
She is a, like another solopreneur like me. And so this is why it's like the perfect partnership. Um, she runs a kitchen at St. Episcopal uh, Church on Abbott. And so every Monday she cooks and then she and Jeremy, they kind of divide the deliveries. They deliver on Tuesdays or people can select to pick up at the church or at Apple Blossom Kombucha, who is another partner um, collection site. So if you pick up your food at Apple Blossom, you can also drop off your containers there. That is awesome. Um, yeah, it, I really like that. I like the idea that, um, you know, hopefully, you know, that we'll see uh, your service and all the restaurants downtown. And there's a lot of restaurants, smaller restaurants in East Lansing. It'd be great if once, you know, that happens. So it sounds like something also the college students would be very interested in. Do you think so? Yeah, I definitely do. I've heard through the grapevine that MSU was also working on something similar for their um, dining halls. But when I had the meeting with the health department, they said that they didn't approve anything for them either yet. But I do believe they had a volunteer focus group going on. And so I'm not sure where they are now. Oh, that's awesome. And then do you um, is do you currently partner with or is there any intention to partner with Downtown Lansing Inc? Would they be a resource for you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's something in the works. Um, I was supposed to have a meeting last week, but that person was sick and so we had to cancel. But Downtown Lansing is in the works. We are going to have a meeting hopefully soon <laughs> and work on something there. That is awesome. I love it. Okay. So as a reminder for our listeners, we're going to post all of Kendra's contact information under today's episode narrative. Uh, and Kendra, I don't want to speak for you, but are you looking for volunteers or, or do you hold focus groups if somebody, one of our listeners wants to be involved? Oh my gosh, yes. I would take all the volunteers. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, so am I hearing you? And again, I have no shame in my game. So am I hearing you say as a call out to our listeners that um, you're very interested in having more volunteers and uh, maybe having more focus groups to discuss this? Yeah, absolutely. I've been looking for like social media brand ambassadors to increase awareness. Um, if somebody wants to create a petition for Michigan to update their food code so we can get this done, yes, I will take that. And I am still working on finalizing an inventory system because right now um, I am typing everything into Excel of who has what <laughs> rented out and that's not going to fly as I continue to grow. So if anybody's an inventory specialist, reach out. <laughs> yeah, please do everyone. This is really important and I think it's a great resource. So Kendra, as we begin to wrap up our conversation today, I like to ask my guests this question. If you could go back and talk to 20 year old Kendra, what advice would you give her? What lessons would you share with her that you've learned along the way? Hmm. I would definitely tell her not to worry so much. I'm starting to, you know, follow my gut and just be myself. And the more I'm being myself, the more the right kind of people keep coming to me. It really doesn't matter what other people think, because if you're your true authentic self, the right people will come to you. And that's even better. 
Oh, that's great advice. You know, because at 20, we think we know it all, right? And then, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> no, that's great advice. Um, I would probably get, tell myself to shut the hell up and actually listen to people. <laughs> so, probably why I'm on this mic, you know? So, <laughs> now you're listening. So, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Kendra. So, again, Kendra, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, um, I, of course, I have truly enjoyed our conversation and hope that we see you back again sometime soon. Love to get an update from you. Do you have any final words you want to leave with our listeners? Anything that you have going on or any, anything you want to plug? This is a great place to do it. Um, Absolutely. So Aaron is on vacation this week, so we aren't doing deliveries um, for the following week. But if you would like to check us out, go to abundancecafeandyoga.com. Erin will post her menu when she gets back from her vacation. You can select to receive our reusable containers and yeah, come start joining the reusable revolution and take the trash out of your takeout. Great. And I'm going to put the link for Abundance uh, Cafe. And then did you mention Blossom as well? Yep. Apple Blossom Kombucha. That is another place where you can pick up orders. And Kaylee also offers $1 off kombucha if you bring your own bottle to refill. Oh, great. Okay. And we'll list the links under the episode narrative for them as well. Okay. Yes. Um, so my friends, unfortunately, our time together is coming to an end. You can stay connected with us by liking our Facebook page and following us on Instagram and Twitter. I am trying to do better to update that, but you all know social media is a complete nightmare for me. You can also head on over to teddytalks.com to learn how you can connect with us, stay informed, and how to catch up on past episodes. Remember, no matter where life's journey takes you, it's always a great time to grab a cup of coffee, maybe some hot tea, and a group of great friends, and let's keep talking. <music>